everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up. Here's what's going on in Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms on Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020, with what I believe is called a crap load of uh, movie and TV deals, some sad and disturbing news around movie producers, and Spotify and Live Nation make some news and music. Well, that just makes sense. Uh, all brought to you by my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. <laughs> And a rest in peace goes out to director Joel Schumacher, who died yesterday at the age of 80. That was after a long battle with cancer. While his biggest box office successes came in the 90s with films like A Time to Kill and two of the Batman movies, if you grew up in the 80s, chances are his films there were a bit more formative. From The Lost Boys to St. Elmo's Fire to Flatliners. See you soon. Now over to Hollywood. A ton of stuff to get to today, so let's hope my voice holds. Gonna break it down into TV and then movie news, and we'll start with Sony TV, who sold their Karate Kid spinoff YouTube original series Cobra Kai to Netflix, according to the trades. Huh. The first two seasons of the series already streamed on YouTube, but they have an unaired third season already finished. Which certainly would be a hot commodity these days, especially for a series with known IP and positive reviews for its first two seasons. And as Netflix has already said they have a ton of content finished for the rest of the year, it's definitely a surprise move considering a lot of other places are clamoring for new scripted, already finished product. But that Netflix checkbook can be hard to beat. Cobra Kai Seasons 1 and 2 will drop on Netflix later in the year, with the brand new Season 3 listed as TBD. The sale of Cobra Kai also officially marks the end of YouTube original scripted series. Yellowstone's season 3 premiere on Sunday gave the Paramount Network their biggest audience ever, with 4.2 million viewers. That almost doubled the season 2 premiere, and when you factor in the simulcasts over on other Viacom networks, the number hit 6.6 million viewers. Not a bad number for a cable series in 2020. Perry Mason also got 1.7 million viewers across all HBO platforms on Sunday night, making it HBO's largest series premiere in two years. That's according to The Hollywood Reporter. FX is moving two more of their series over to FX on Hulu. Those would be Why the Last Man and the anthology spinoff American Horror Stories, which was announced in May. Both series don't have any finished products, so it'll be a while before their Hulu premieres. Over at NBC, they announced how they're going to deal with their 12 pilot orders this year. One of them was mostly shot and is being considered for a pickup, and another one got an additional script order. Five of them have been chosen to shoot later this year, whenever that can happen, and the remaining five will be rolled over into the 2021 development season. I'll put a link to the deadline piece with the specifics in the show notes for those inclined. HBO Max is developing a series from Brian Grazer and Imagine Television based on the Malcolm Gladwell book Outliers, and the pilot will focus on Dr. Anthony Fauci, according to the trades. The series will study what makes people successful, the cost of that success, and the outside historical factors that influence it. I'm guessing I'm going to be more of a season four kind of story. And Deadline also reports that one day at a time showrunner Gloria Calderon-Kellett and insecure writer and actor Natasha Rothwell sold a movie project to HBO Max that's a coming-of-age story in Chicago that's set in the 1980s outside of the universe of the John Hughes movies, telling the story focusing on what was happening with brown, black, and LGBTQ kids in the same time frame. Which segues us nicely over to the movie business. And we'll start with former independent studio and distributor Open Road. They're back. 
Open Road's 45 title library, including Oscar winner Spotlight, Chef, End of Watch, and Nightcrawler, among others, was bought out of bankruptcy in 2018 by a New York private equity firm. And now, the firm called Raven Capital is investing money to revive the business and partnering with former Open Road president Tom Ortenberg's company, Briarcliff Entertainment, to run it, according to Deadline. Their first release will be a Liam Neeson movie called Honest Thief that'll hit theaters sometime later this summer, although they didn't say which Liam Neeson action thriller genre it'll fall into, seeking revenge or fighting to clear his name. Open Road is now also expected to be an active participant in the virtual con film sales market that's starting right now. Viacom CBS is joining the PVOD movement. The next SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, ah, SpongeBob, is going from an August 7th theatrical release date to an early 2021 PVOD home streaming release. According to The Hollywood Reporter, it'll then move on to whatever the expanded CBS All Access becomes. So kind of similar to what Warners is doing with Scoob this summer. All seasons of the SpongeBob TV series will also be available on the All Access service in its expanded version next year. Julianne Moore has signed on to star and co-produce a movie for Apple TV+, according to the trades. The A24 project is called Sharper and follows a con artist moving through the world of New York City billionaires. So I'm guessing it's now set in the Hamptons. A24 currently already has three other active projects at the ATV+. And we'll finish out with some headlines around film producers. Film financier and producer Steve Bing reportedly killed himself yesterday, jumping off a building in Century City, according to Deadline. He was the chairman of Shangri-La Entertainment, which was most recently behind the Kingsman movies, but he also financed Bob Zemeckis' Beowulf and Polar Express, as well as exec-produced several other films over the past 20 years, and was an active donor to progressive causes. He was 55 years old. Former talent manager and producer David Giold was arrested on 11 felony counts, including rape and rape of a drugged victim in separate incidents from 2012 to 2015. According to Deadline, he was the former CEO of Primary Wave Management in the middle of the 2010s, although he stepped down in 2017 once sexual assault allegations were first raised. His bail was set at $3 million. And finally, Kim Masters over at The Hollywood Reporter got the scoop on the surprise immediate dismissal of longtime WME agent George Freeman last week due to an email he accidentally sent to a larger group. I'm putting a link to that in the show notes for those inclined. But let's end here on a small positive-ish note. The Golden Globes have set a new date, February 28th, 2021, which is just under two months before the Oscars. In fact, February 28th was the old date for the Oscars and is the last day of eligibility for films to be considered for Oscar categories. Although to note, Oscar voting doesn't begin until March 5th. Next up, the media biz and social platforms. A few small updates out of Apple's WWDC conference yesterday. Spotify comes to Comcast. Live Nation makes a first attempt at a return to the concert business. And today's pop quiz. Two of the three Cobra Kai series creators are famous for creating what film series? The answer after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. And the question may come to mind, uh, yeah, okay, when the hell would I want a beer with no alcohol in it? To which I'd answer, it's the perfect drink for your working at home lunch. Think about what you usually drink with lunch. I'm guessing it's either a kind of boring bottled water or flavored seltzer or something diet with a bunch of ingredients that give you nightmare flashbacks to uh, high school chemistry or something full of sugar like a sweet tea, sports drink, or a soda. 
What makes Athletic Brewing great is that they've created a whole line of non-alcoholic beers from IPAs to lagers to golden ales and stouts. They're all made with certified organic ingredients, and the golden ale only has 50 calories and the IPA only has 70. They're delicious, and I mean, hey, you get to have a beer for lunch. It's just kind of fun. Best of all, they ship to all 50 states. Go to athleticbrewing.com slash shop, and you get free shipping when you order two six-packs or more. And they're now donating 10% of all online sales to the Restaurant Worker Relief Fund. Look, we could all use something fun and new in our lives that's actually also delicious. Athleticbrewing.com slash shop. The link's in the show notes. Go check it out today. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Two of Cobra Kai's creators and showrunners are Hayden Schlossberg and John Hurwitz, who also created and wrote the Harold and Kumar film series. I mean, there's got to be one more of those movies down the road, right? Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Apple had their thing, uh, well, the WWDC yesterday. No major announcements other than some bells and whistles for the Apple Watch and some other computer stuff, uh, but some small updates for the next version of their iOS operating system, including that you can now replace the browser and email apps on the main menu of your iPhone. You'll also be able to do picture-in-picture on both your iPhone and your Apple TV device, so you can watch a video in a small window while doing something else on both devices, including watch two videos at once on your Apple TV, so it could be handy. Comcast customers can now stream Spotify through the Xfinity X1 platform for their cable TV subscribers and on their Flex platform for their broadband-only subs, according to Variety. In contrast, their main competitor, Apple Music, is still not available across any Comcast platforms, the country's largest cable TV and broadband provider. The country's largest concert promoter, Live Nation, is going to try and make drive-in concerts a thing this summer. They announced concerts will take place in the parking lots of stadiums in Nashville, St. Louis, and Indianapolis the weekend of July 10th, featuring artists like Brad Paisley, Nelly, and John Party. Essentially, cars will have two parking spaces between them, and they're encouraging car loads of up to four people to set up tailgates in the spots next to their cars to enjoy the show. You can bring your own booze and food, but you can't bring any of your grills or barbecues, which I'm sure people will abide by. Capacity will vary per venue, obviously, but it looks like they're planning on up to 1,000 cars per show, with tickets up to 125 bucks a car, as the concert business tries to do something in a pandemic. And we'll finish out here with two updates from the newspaper business. WWD reported that the New York Times has now pushed back a return to their offices from September to January. That's for most of their employees, save for some whose physical presence is essential. And a brief update at the Tennessean newspaper, who published that anti-Muslim full-page ad over the weekend. CNN reports that a sales exec did flag it for review, but the ad manager either ignored or didn't review it before letting the ad proceed. And that manager was fired yesterday. The paper is also donating $14,000, or the cost of the ad, to the Anti-Muslim Advisory Council, that's based in Nashville, as well as a $50,000 advertising credit. And finally, today's programming notes. TBS premieres Celebrity Show Off at 10 p.m., where celebrities make videos at home, and I think you vote on them on YouTube or something. The OWN Network premieres the fifth and final season of the megachurch drama Greenleaf at 9 p.m. And Netflix drops a new Eric Andre special, Legalize Everything. Oh, and a book by some guy named John Bolton comes out today. That's Michael's brother, right? 
And we'll finish out with Global Citizen, who announced the talent lineup for their two-hour special this Saturday night. The Rock is going to host it. The music acts include Coldplay, The Beebs, Miley, Usher, and Shakira, among others, with appearances by Chris Rock, Charlize Theron, Hugh Jackman, Kerry Washington, David Beckham, Billy Porter, and a bunch of others as well. It'll air on NBC and MTV at 8 p.m. Saturday night, as well as live stream, uh, well, pretty much wherever you want. So let's finish out on the international tip with the British gentleman from Coldplay. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, please take five seconds and give a rating to this free podcast or uh, give it a share on the LinkedIn. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah.